and welcome to episode 48 of the Cinefessions podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name's Brandon Shawan. And joining me tonight, we have Ash Collins and Mark Nadu. Ash, how are things tonight? They're trucking along. Excellent. And how about you, Mark? How are you doing? Feeling pretty chill. Been coloring all day in my Mandala coloring book. And uh, it's progressing really nicely. I'm hoping to put on my fridge soon enough. So yeah, everything's good. Everything is groovy. Excellent. I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah, I need your <laughs> hobbies. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm 37 uh, years old. I'm coloring. <laughs> Are you legitimately doing that? Fuck no. I couldn't think of a funny uh, entrance uh, this time. So yeah, I was that uh, or I was going to joke about lactating and science. But <laughs> I decided to go with the coloring book thing instead. Oh, man. Hey, you never know. Those things are pretty fucking popular nowadays. So. Yeah, I don't have a vagina. That's true. That's true. Or do I? I don't know. I, I I would go for a I would go for a Star Wars or a Star Trek coloring. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. If I could go back in time and save my old curling books, I'd probably go through them just because I had some pretty kick ass ones. I, I I remember having a Space Ace coloring book. Do you mm-hmm. remember Space Ace? No, I don't. I okay. do. Okay, yeah. So uh, so Brennan, um so King's was it King's Quest? No, King's Dragon Quest, Dra- Dragon Lair. The Dawn oh, okay. Beast, uh, animation. Well, yeah. he did a follow-up called Space Ace. Oh. It was about this guy who, if you shot him with a, some ray, he would turn into like a geeky 13-year-old. But if you shot him again, he'd go back into this buff guy. And there was this blue <laughs> guy with a mohawk and this girl. Anyways, I had a coloring book for Space Ace. And I loved it back in the day. But I have not watched that in forever. That's awesome. Was it a show or a game? Well, I had the game on my PS3 because they released it on the PlayStation Network a long time ago. Okay. Um, I think it was a film, wasn't it? Or was it a TV show? Don't know. It was uh, It was kind of like Dragon's Lair, I think. It yeah, was, right? It was a game that looked like that type of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know exactly how I got into it. but I th- There was this <laughs> arcade back in Winnipeg called Magic Land. And mm-hmm. you would pay like five bucks an hour, but all the games were set to free play. So it's pretty much instead of putting feeding quarters in, you just yeah. pay by the hour and they had that game. And oh, okay. I don't know if maybe they had a DVD release of like the because the game was like a movie, right? So I don't know if they did a release on VHS um of the game or I don't know what else they saw it from, but it was really popular back in the day. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I used to have a Star Trek twenty fifth anniversary coloring book. I remember that. <laughs> That's awesome. I remember, I, huh? Was that based off the cartoon or off the actual like TV show? It was. It was based off the actual TV show. Okay. Um, it, it was mostly like they like re redrew like actual scenes from the show. Like there was a couple like shots from like the Doomsday Machine and like you know they actually had like the different actors and stuff. They actually looked like the actors, which was pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. But it was, yeah, it was definitely it was still like a coloring book for kids, which was, it was, it was pretty cool. I, I like that. Hmm. I was never a fan of coloring books, to be honest. <gasps> yeah. It just didn't do it for me. I was terrible at them. And so I was like, fuck You, this. you ate the crayons, didn't you? Hell yeah. She was good. <laughs> How can you name a cotton candy and not expect me to put it in my fucking mouth? I just, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> So last week was Aliens Day. Today is uh, May the 4th, so it's Star Wars Day. Enough with the Star Wars. Oh, my God. My Instagram is full of May the 4th. You know what? Today in Defiance, I wore my Farscape shirt. (laughs) Because 
you know, I like stores, but enough in Tomorrow's Revenge of the Fifth. I'm like, honestly, I think I'm going to hang myself. But let's be like, I'm done with the Star Wars stuff. It's ridiculous. LV426 was funny because it was like one, the first time this year. But this is like five, six years now of like, made the force be with you. And enough. All right. Mark hates life. I'll ask Ash. Ash, what's your favorite <laughs> Star Wars film? <laughs> uh, Empire Strikes Back all the way. And Mark, I'm, I'm still asking you. Favorite Star Wars film? Favorite Star Wars? Um, you know what? Uh, I'd have to go with uh, probably the first one. Yeah. Probably a New so- Hope. You know, me too. Yeah, I I think I watch that one more than anything else. Like of any of the, yeah. like, the, the first three, you know, mm-hmm. I think I watch a New Hope more than anything, just because you know it's got the young Harrison Ford before he became all like jaded and stuff. You know, like he's the happy <laughs> carpenter. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I've always liked the first one or the fourth one. Me too. Whatever you want to call it. I often put that one on if I'm just like I want to watch Star Wars film. That's often the one I put on. So that's what I'd agree with you. No, I was trying to think of the Phantom Menace. <laughs> but I, I couldn't in time. But Phantom Menace actually wasn't bad just for the pottery scene. But the rest of the movie was shit. I don't even remember that scene. It's been so long. Oh, the the pottery scene was cool because of the sound editing. When you had Zabulba's... The only reason why I know this is because I had the Star Wars pottery scene for the N64. So I know the <laughs> names. <laughs> you know? But just Zabulba had this like Harley Davidson sounding like... Uh, engine when he would pass by and just with the 5.1 surround sound it sounded really really cool that's cool actually it hasn't even been that long since i watched it it's just such it's so forgettable to me the whole film so whatever it's not it's not good yeah it really isn't i feel bad for jake <laughs> lloyd because that really derailed his mm-hmm. his uh his career his life a bit you know yeah i hear he's doing better so good for him but i remember going to a comic con i think it was in toronto and he was one of the guests and okay. Was, he was like lonely Virgil. There was nobody at his table, and pe- and tables around oh. him were just lineups. I just felt so bad for the kid. I hate that. Whenever I see that, yeah, you know, like I feel bad, but I didn't want anything signed by him, you know. So I'm not going to go exactly. and just give him thirty bucks, right? But, uh, right. You know, like I, I just it really kind of makes me feel sad sometimes about that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, me too. Yeah. What a downer. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do take three and start over? <laughs> <laughs> no, damn it. We're committed now. Oh, boy. We're into this shit. All right. Let's dig through this. All right. So this week we are talking about my science project from science. 1985. And this, of course, is Mark's underrated pick. And so we have the results from our poll, our listener poll. And they, well, you, you listeners, have chosen... Rock and Rule from 1983 as the winning film. So that's what we will be talking about next week is 1983's Rock and Rule, which is an animated musical of sorts that I am very eager to watch because uh, I've heard a lot of great things from Ash and uh, it just sounds pretty badass. So that should be a lot of fun. So I want to thank everyone for uh, casting your vote. It really means a lot to us that you take your time out and, and actually cast your vote. So thank you very much. Ash, are you excited that we, that rock and roll ended up winning the polls? Oh, hell yeah. Good. Absolutely. Now, are you going to mail the winning tiara to him with the sash because he won the, the poll? Yeah, that one will be FedExed overnight. So Good. look for that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Diamond encrusted, my friend. Diamond encrusted thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. We spread no expense here at Cinefishions. 
That's right. <laughs> yeah. Part of our large expense budget. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm also excited to announce that um, what our next podcast arc will be, but I'm actually going to wait until the end of this episode to uh, reveal that. So make sure you listen through and wait till the end so you can hear what we will be talking about next, or you can just pro tip, go to the show notes and skip to the end and that's another option. But we hope you are listening all the way through. And uh, yeah, so with that said, Ash, do anything worth talking about this week in the world of media? Uh, the only thing I did this week, um, well, I I screwed around a lot and gamed and a bunch of other stuff, but it was all mm-hmm. like my online games. Um, I did try Ghost in the Shell online um, when they had the free weekend for that, and it wasn't enough to make me drop want to drop the money on it. No. Not because it wasn't good, but because I'm kind of over first-person shooters in general. Um, it wasn't a especially, huh? Dude, uh, I didn't it, realize it wasn't FPS. Yeah, it's a it's a online first-person shooter with RPG elements because you have to level up and buy equipment and all that fun crap. Um, mm-hmm. But it's all against other people, and it's and it's teams against other you know it's other teams, but it's just I'm not into that. I don't like online competitive crap. Give me a good single player, and I might muddle through it but i'm the same way yeah so i mean even though it was really well done i mean it was like the 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 tutorial was fantastic because they basically started off with the idea where you're playing the major and they dump you in and uh she's got a new body being and bato's chiding her because uh of what happened to the last one and and he's kind of picking on her about it then she gets into the simulation to test out the new one to make sure everything's working right and uh, he's like, okay, next up we got this. And she's like, Bato, shut up. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's just, there's a lot of great moments in there through the mm. opening tutorial. But it was just, yeah. I mean, if you like first-person shooters and competitive online stuff, it's cheap. But other than that, no. Um, the only other thing I did was I went and rewatched E.T. I haven't watched that in okay. decades. And that was on Netflix. It is the original, unedited, not, not you know, guns are removed through cg version um oh really yeah he when they when they did the re-release they actually removed all the guns and stuff from the fbi people yeah they replaced it with uh walkie talkies right yeah okay um but uh yeah no the the one on netflix is the original uh so but yeah um i had forgotten a bunch of different stuff at the beginning of the movie but i remembered most of the stuff through the end so but no it was and it's still pretty decent. I would rather watch the thing that came out the same year, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Personal taste, personal taste. Right. Uh, right. So that was pretty much my week. Awesome. And what about you, Mark? Um, I watched a few flicks. I'm still trying to watch more of my DVDs that I've bought than yeah. in my Blu-rays than Netflix right now. Um so I went through a few uh yesterday. I watched The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which I had okay. not seen yet. Um, it was okay. Uh, yeah. Some 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 odd design decisions, you know, making Jimmy Fox as Electro as Mister Freeze from Batman and Robin kind of I didn't like. Um, I dig his old school green and yellow concept, so I didn't like the way Jimmy Fox looked in uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two. Um, I also didn't like Paul Giamatti as the Rhino character. Um, I thought that was just bad casting. Um, hmm. Apart from that, yeah, it was okay. I thought the the the, the middle 
set. I guess the middle part of the film was a little long because it was more relationship stuff and, you know, parental discovery than actual fighting and stuff. Um, so I, I thought the movie was a little light on uh, spirit fights, but when it did occur, it looked really good. And I watched it in 3D. Um, okay. Because I thought my TV was broken when I, uh, when I moved here a year ago. Oh. Because I watched Jurassic Park in 3D, and I thought the right side of the screen there was like a good two inch like strip that just didn't that seemed off. But mm. I popped in Amazing Spider-Man two, and it looked fine. So yay! I guess it's not broken. Um, good. So did you know, that? I, yeah, I loved Amazing Spider-Man. I'm one of the uh, the few I think that actually loved that film. Mm-hmm. But I have yet to see the sequel. Me too. I've heard nothing good about it. But I've owned it for two years just because of a completist. So I got the first one and the second one. And yeah. I finally just popped it in, you know? <laughs> Me too. Me because, too. And it, it kind of sucks. I like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Yeah, I do too. Um, I thought he did a really good Peter Parker. So it kind of bums me out that one, he won't be in Civil War. Right. And two, we won't get a Sinister Six film because part two kind of <laughs> sets up Sinister Six. Oh, okay. Um, so it's too bad that that doesn't uh, that won't happen. Yeah, you know? I've heard good things about the new guy playing Spider-Man, though. It, just Tom from the Holland, I believe. Yeah. yeah, I don't know him from anything. So yeah, he's know. relatively new. So. Yes, I'll be pleasantly surprised when I eventually see Cap Three. Hopefully next weekend. Um, I just because I'm working this weekend coming up, and I don't know oh, when okay. my next you know free time will be. And plus, like, there's a Comic-Con next weekend. So I kind of want to see it before the Comic-Con because I know I'm going to get it spoiled. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to see that next week sometime. Um, but yeah. So American Spider-Man 2, not great, but not bad. Okay. It just is. So, like, it's middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen worse. I did notice, though, on Netflix yesterday that, at least on a Canadian Netflix, mm-hmm. that Fantastic Four film from last year is on now streaming. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. So I added it to my list because I didn't want to spend any money on it. Right. Wait, 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 what's on streaming? Uh, the Fantastic Four from last year. The one oh, that I got God. big time. Yeah, it's already there. So that's something I'm going to probably dive in uh, sooner than later just because I'm yeah. curious about it. Yeah, um, me too. But I never saw the previous Fantastic Four films. With, uh, <laughs> me either. I'm not a Fantastic I Four I saw the guy. first one. I saw the first <laughs> one, and then after I found out they made Galactus a cloud, I decided I was not going to watch the second one. <laughs> oh, wait, what? Galactus is a cloud? <laughs> yes, they made Galactus a giant purple cloud. Wow. Uh, so that's as bad as Green Lantern, where the main bad guy is a fucking yellow cloud. Parallax. <laughs> I was so bummed up by that, because I actually enjoyed Green Lantern. Hated the main boss. Like, seriously? It's, uh, anyways... Anyways, um, so I also watched, again, for the first time, because I've been through films I haven't seen yet, uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I what did you think? pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah, The right? cast, amazingly strong. Like, mm-hmm. Ramona Flowers plays Mary Todd. Yeah. So right off the bat, I'm like, yes! You know, and you've got some good cameos. you got Anthony Mackie, the guy who plays the Falcon. Uh, he plays a character in the film. Um, you've got uh, the guy from Tucker and Dale and, and uh, Serenity, Alan Tudyk. He plays. A, he's got a cameo in the film. Um, I liked the movie. I actually thought it was better than better than expected. You know, because it was one of those mashup films. And yeah. I know it's before Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, which I heard mm-hmm. just sucks. Um, so I wasn't sure what to expect with this one. And I, honestly, I just bought it ported to 3D. And I liked it. I'd probably watch it again. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I, that's exact the same reason I bought it. 
uh, and I actually watched it in 3D, and I was just really surprised with it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, apart from that, going quickly, I went to see a movie called Baskin at uh, at the Mayfair. Okay. And that is a Turkish horror film that played at uh, Fantastic Fest, but I didn't get a chance to watch it because I was pretty drunk when it aired. It was like 11 <laughs> o'clock at night, and I was going to probably fall asleep in my seat anyways. Yeah. Um. Pretty much, uh, summarizing quickly, uh, five cops, five Turkish cops go to this, uh, to this scene. Pretty much it's a portal to hell. There's devil worship, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And they get entangled in it. First 50 minutes of the movie, slow. It's character building. I think yeah. with bad subtitles because they keep calling each other bro. I'm sure they <laughs> don't call each other bro in Turkish, but whatever, you know? Uh. Um, so it kind of kicks in at 50 minutes in. And then it's pretty much, you know how Event Horizon, you get those glimpses of hell? Mm-hmm. The rest of the movie is kind of like that. It's a glimpse of the hell, but it's it's there. Hmm. Um, is it good? Is it bad? Uh, you know what? The, the main bad guy, like I guess the devil worshiper, like head sorcerer guy, creepy looking dude. I tried finding pictures online of, the, of him and I couldn't. <laughs> like, creepy. <laughs> he looks like an old baby, but what with a muscular body. So he's got old baby head, but he's uh, he's fucking muscular, and uh, he he kind of I, I kind of dug it because of him because it was so weird looking. I really liked it. Wow. I don't know how much of how much makeup it was, or if it was just a guy that looked like a fucking you know big baby. I don't know, but that kept my curiosity between that and like the the gory horror stuff, you know, which I kind of liked, uh, but not the greatest film. But I I still enjoyed it. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I, I watch Screwballs, 80s sex comedy, not as okay. joysticks. So some funny moments, but I'll I'll keep on. Um, mm-hmm. Finally, we can talk about it, guys. I watched Hush oh, last night. Okay. <gasps> about time. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so let me just say, I uh, so if you haven't seen Hush yet, it is on Netflix. Yes. Uh, skip ahead. Um, but there will – I don't want to – major spoilers or anything like that. Just minor spoilers. Talk about kind of how the, the film is set up uh, okay. and go from there. Again, it's a spoiler that you're probably – you're going to find out five minutes into the film. So if that bothers you, skip ahead. If not, go ahead and listen. I but, don't think that's a spoiler though. Okay. And some people might. Some people won't. And that's why I want to give the warning. Yeah. Well, hmm. okay. Uh, oh, it's hard to describe. Okay. Um, I didn't think it was that great. <gasps> didn't like it. No, I think I thought it was kind of dumb. Um, I thought the main character made some really stupid decisions, uh, which really took me out of it. I thought the protagonist removing his mask so early was a bad move because that mask was awesome. Um, yeah, I'm like, this is like a bad version of your next. <laughs> oh, I didn't like your next that much. I, so. I know you didn't. And yeah. I loved it. And I kept comparing <laughs> it to one to the other just because. Right. See, I like both. I, I like them both for different reasons. Yeah, I, I like this better. I, I just thought her decision making was was I, fucking dumb. Like, I, I can't. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I can't really? think of a time where it was. I was like, oh, bad choice. Oh, okay. Well, let's let's talk about it then. Okay, let's. Okay, spoiler. Alert. Spoiler <laughs> yeah, spoilers. Alert. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there's one scene. Uh, I'm going out of chronological order because this is what I'm thinking yeah. about right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So she climbs out of her like her loft window, okay, and throws a flashlight, yeah, to distract the dude, right? Mm-hmm. 
of course, he's like a, a villain from uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid. So here's a thing you investigate right away. I was waiting to see like a red exclamation point over his head, you know? Um, so he goes to investigate. So then she slowly starts to climb down the house. And again, I think it's shot by an arrow at that point. Right. I'm like, why didn't you throw the, the, the flashlight while you're on the ground already? That's dumb. Well, I think um, and he was standing where she needed to get down. Yeah, he was like right there. Yeah, yeah. She, she could have waited for a moment where he wasn't because well, he was patient yeah. as fuck. Like yeah. he was toying so much with her. I'm like, oh, are you serious, dude? If you really want to just get it done, go get it done. You know, like. But he, but he doesn't. No, he does not. Right. Because he's uh, having too much fun fucking with her. Right. He doesn't want to get it done because yeah, that's what he enjoys is that aspect of it. Yeah. I, I, I just didn't like that scene. I'm like, you know, get to a place where you can like bolt properly mm-hmm. so that when he does go the other way, you get a better head start because he didn't do anything there. And then there's right. that scene where she had the hammer and the knife, mm-hmm. uses the hammer and then drops the knife, but then runs down to the kitchen to get another knife. Like you had a knife right there. Bend yeah, that- over with your knees and get that fucking knife. Yeah, that know? part was strange. I would, I would agree with that. And one more well, thing. Well, that was after she'd already like been injured, though, and she'd lost a lot of blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't... Was she, though? I don't know. Yeah, because I yeah. think the camera did that weird thing where it was like, I'm about to pass out. Yeah, because she got, like... She got something wrong. Where she got shot, she was losing too much blood. She was about to pass out. So I don't think she was thinking quite right either way. Mm, I'll give you that. I don't remember. <laughs> I kind of want to watch it again, so... Right. We'll move on. Okay, and the last thing that bugged me... So she goes under the deck, or she goes outside under the yeah. deck. Yeah. Bring a fucking knife with you. He goes up the steps. You slip the Achilles, the Achilles uh, tendon like in uh, Pit Cemetery, and then you run the fuck away. Like, yeah. why would you even go outside without any weapons? You know, just, just to feel the wood and then go back inside. You know, I don't know. It just those things bug me. What what didn't bug me? I did like the special effect on the hand. That mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I did like seeing the uh, Battlestar Galactica alumni. Uh, oh, yeah. On the show. Uh, uh, yeah. His cameo and mm-hmm. that scene was pretty awesome. Yeah. But honestly, though, once the bad guy takes his mask off, I'm like, seriously? Like, he doesn't – it did nothing for me. And I'm like, okay, you're just some dude. I don't care anymore. Like, I don't know. I just didn't like it. But right. go, go ahead with your thoughts. That, that's that's my yeah. impression. Mm-hmm. I didn't like he's didn't, he's he is yeah. just some go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I think give it two and a half stars. Like it wasn't okay. all bad, but right. I just some of her logic was really really okay. weird. Yeah, see, like I think he was some dude, but given the situation that I mean, they're in the secluded house. There's nowhere for her to go. He's already you know taken out the power. Uh, the only friend that lives by is already dead. Um, I mean, it's just this kind of a helpless situation. She has nobody that's coming. Um, and then obviously the reason that he takes the mask off, you know, is so he, not so he has a reason to kill her, but the audience knows at that point that his goal is, you know, the end game is to kill her. It's not about anything other than fucking with her, A, and finishing her, B. That mask design was so cool. Like, it was excellent. Yes. Creepy. Yeah. Why get rid of it so early in the film? I, yeah, yeah, she's yeah, face on yeah. killer, blah blah blah. But yeah. still, that was such a cool looking mask. It, it yeah, it really was. And it just kept some mystery to the character, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I, I, I don't know. Once you unmask a villain, you do that at the end of the film, you know? Uh, yeah, but it wasn't really about who is the killer. It's about this is the killer and he's, you know, uh, is she going to get away type of deal. So I think it just, it changes the, um, what the, the purpose of the film or what, what the audience is looking for, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, but you know, it's the same thing with your necks. Once the guys take off their lambs masks and they're just yeah. some guys, it was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. They're just some dudes, you know? So right. keep the mask on, keep some power, keep some creepiness and suspense. But again, I'm not but a I th- producer. I, I'm also in the camp where I feel like it just being this just random scrawny guy also is scary too because it's just he has even though he is this random like just little guy he still has all the power and the ability to just you know destroy her life you know to to kill her yeah which i think is you know well uh, it, it is kind of scary that stuff. just the randomness of it of it all mm-hmm. but yeah. you know what is not scary neck tattoos oh <laughs> <laughs> Really, buddy? It's like, no, it man. does not make you a badass. The crossbow <laughs> kind of badass, but a neck tattoo mm-hmm. and like a like a, a, a an ugly dragon tribal neck tattoo. Right. Yeah, okay. You're a schmizbo. I can't I love the thing. fact. I love the fact that she was, you know, turns out she was a deaf. I thought that was really cool and helped add to it a little bit. Oh, and one more thing. Her redheaded friend that shows up at the beginning to say hi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She knows that the uh, the dev girl. I don't have her name in front of me right now. Uh, is it is it Mia Maya? Let me. Uh, uh, her name is. Uh, oh, that's Ma- Maddie. So okay, she knows Maddie's cooking. So let's spend ten minutes outside talking about her book, and let her food go to waste. I was thinking, wow, what a waste of money on all that food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you know the small like, things. Uh, it's the small things. I'm like, oh, like like a rack of lamb that's wasted. The asparagus look good. Now it's not, you know. Right. What were your thoughts on it, Ash? I liked it. I like. I. I don't know. I just. I really got into it. I mean, that's why I didn't see some. I mean, I didn't necessarily think. Oh, she's making a really stupid decision here. I think she, I was thinking more along the lines. She's panicked. You know, she's never had to deal with this, and I mean, she made some smart decisions too when she could. Um, I think probably in the most badass moment for me was uh, towards the end of the movie where she's like, okay, I'm going to have to kill this guy or he's going to kill me. And she writes that goodbye note to her parents. But then she adds his description. That was and she spends the time to type all that shit out before she runs. I was just like, oh my God. That's <laughs> one hand. With one hand. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, beautiful. That was smart. I did like that. Have you um, guys, uh, have either of you seen Funny Games? Yes, both both uh, versions. Okay, I've the, not seen the original. I've seen the remake. The remake. Okay, uh, the at toward the end of this film where she starts talking. Obviously, she's a deaf character, like so we hear like her inner monologue. Yeah, that reminded me of that film a little bit. There's just something about it because um, obviously in Funny Games, at one point he the character turns right to the camera and like he, he talks or smiles or something. Um, so there's something about it that just reminded me of that film, and then kind of the randomness of the whole thing also. Didn't Funny Games with, like, the protagonist actually, like, talk to the audience? Like, they broke the fourth wall? Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. I didn't see it that way for this film because she's talking She's talk, She's talk. talking through the the situation in her mind. Like, she's, like, using logic at this point, which it wasn't in the beginning. Um, so, I, I didn't think it was the exact same thing. 
But no, I, can, it, I can see how you could see some uh, correlations to it, though. Yeah, it was kind of just the um, the it startled me as it startled me as much to hear her talking as it did to watch him turn to the camera and talk in funny games. I think. Yeah. Uh, no, no, which version did you watch the uh, the U.S. remake or? The- yeah, the remake. I've not. I think I own the original, or maybe no, I well, don't. You know, it's um, the same director. Oh, really? He made his own film. I do believe. Yeah. Yeah, he made his own movie. Uh, okay. I I like it. I mean, Funny Games kind of, I don't know, when he turns to talk to the camera, it threw me off. But I, I definitely want to watch that one again. Well, I know I own the original. Or, I'm sorry, I know I own the remake. I don't think I own the original, though. You should check out the original. It's actually, I think it's better. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely I, have to do that. Yeah, if I recall, it's, I think I liked it more than the uh, than the remake. Hmm. Very good. All right. So, anything else this week? Uh, no, that's that's pretty much it. I didn't have too much okay. uh, time to watch movies, so all those films are pretty much in the last like day. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, awesome. yeah, I, and I maximized my time off. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I didn't um, do much of anything at all. Really, the only thing I did, I watched uh, Payback, the wrestling pay per view. Did you watch that, Mark? Yeah, and because of Payback, I'm actually I canceled my prescription. Oh, my prescription, my subscription <laughs> to WWE Network. I'm like, didn't like it. I am tired of being disappointed after watching a three-hour show. Yeah, I'm just done. You and know, it, honestly, I was. I thought it was pretty good. Actually, I thought the main event was a lot better than I anticipated it being. Oh, the two false finishes! I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, that was that's silly, so but lame. You know, like since when did the I like think it worked? Like, why would AJ let him win, win by countout? It's for the belt. You're gonna throw him back in the ring. You're not gonna let him get counted out ridiculous yeah. you know um i didn't like that i didn't like the finish to natty and charlotte with yeah, little, that was stupid as hell. To, yeah and you know i'm just tired of it between that and just the fact i don't have cable so that raw isn't next day on the network it's like six weeks behind right so honestly like am i paying 12 bucks a month just to watch total divas at this point at nxt <laughs> you know uh like yeah i think i'm gonna take a break from wwe just yeah. because I'm getting pretty frustrated with the pro- with the product right now. The pay-per-views are not leaving me with a smile on my face, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, um, I actually, I don't know. I, I enjoy the pay-per-view overall. Uh, I was, my my heart was in my my throat when, uh, at the in the first match when um, Enzo went down. Yeah. I thought like he broke his neck or broke his back. I thought he was done, man. It was that creepy was scary as when hell. He was, uh, he was just like laying there with his yeah. eyes open. I'm like, oh, yep. Fuck. The way, like his breathing, the way it was, his like stomach was moving. I was like, "Is he like alive? Like, what is going on?" Like, that was terrifying. And I felt bad but, for Cass because at first, yeah, it's like, "Well, this is our first big break," but yep, then it's exactly. also my little buddy that's hurt. Right. You know, like you saw him going through. Like, if you looked in the background, him was yeah. different phase of emotions. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, he was. People they were tweeting that he was crying. Heck yeah, I, 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 I'd have tears too, man. That's my best yeah. friend. You know, exactly. like they, they like they've been a tag team ever since they started together. You know, yeah. I think he had a singles push for a bit just because uh, Enzo had hurt himself. Okay, uh, but apart from that, they've been together since day one. So yeah, man, hmm. I'd, I'd be tearing up as well. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, so, it was scary. So but... that sucked because that would have been a good match. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. Because of that, I think I put it dampened on the rest of the pay per view. Yeah. Just because I, guys yeah. are doing moves, you know, over the top rope or they're doing similar moves. I'm like, ah. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, and what pissed me but off the, is that yeah. they kept reshowing the injury. I know. Like, I know. It's a I was legit surprised. injury. Exactly. He's legit hurt. Why are you playing mm-hmm. this over and over again? And then Brent Saxton, right. 
being a fucking a robot. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't. I I think I, I'm done for a bit. <laughs> I loved the uh, the Kevin Owens Sami Zayn match was excellent. It just sucked that it followed right after. Yes. But then Kevin Owens on commentary, I thought was fucking hilarious, oh making my fun of Michael Cole and God, yes. Saxton. Owens kind of brought the pay per view back up. Yeah, again, you know, mm-hmm. like exactly. He's legit, probably the best person in the ring and on a mic in the Fed right now. Yeah, he's really good. Oh my God, he can do everything. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But. Oof. Yeah, so they have, you know, AJ Styles versus Roman Reigns again for Extreme Rules. And Don't so, care. Do not care one I'll bit. See. Did they announce anything else for the uh, pay-per-view last night? You know, I didn't really watch too much of it, to be honest with you. Um, what the hell was I doing? Oh, I think I was playing FIFA instead. Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't really I watch you. too much. I honestly don't blame you. Yeah. I, I just find the product. Like, and it sucks because oh. all these guys are getting brought up. Mm-hmm. But these lame finishes... Yeah, like, I'm surprised. Um, the Jericho match with uh, with uh, Ambrose. Yeah, Jericho gave him a clean pin. Right, deservingly, but at least it was a fucking finish. Yeah, these false finishes and these ref bullshit endings. I'm just done right now. You know what? They did do a. They named the number one contender. They had a battle royale for the number one contender for the U.S. title match. Okay, and uh, uh, Rusev won. So maybe they'll finally make Rusev relevant again, which is good. Oh, he did but, hold that belt for over a year, two yeah. years ago. So, but what's his name? Kalisto was on the commentary, and holy shit, that was the first time I actually heard him talk, and I can see why that was the first time because he's fucking terrible on the microphone. I thought looking at the um, media for mm-hmm. for the uh, pay per view, yeah, Kalisto's picture looked like Del Rio with the Kalisto mask on it. Oh, really? I thought for sure that was Del Rio under the mask. Obviously not like during the pay-per-view, but just like like the ads, you know, like those like, you know, still pictures of him like with his Mm -hmm. fists up, you know, (laughs) so so so-and-so versus so-and-so type of thing. It looked like Del Rio under the mask. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously it wasn't, you know. Right. right. But it just looked like him. That's, yeah. Did you see uh, Ryback like broke kayfabe and like was talking about how him and WWE couldn't come to agreement on their contract and- yeah, his whole blog thing about how yeah. you know everybody should get paid almost the same, and yeah, exactly. I that was really the usual time. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't like the guy. I don't either. Um, I'm glad he's off TV. Right. You know, that said, though, I thought his last Kalisto match mm-hmm. uh, during the pre-show for that for the last pay-per-view yeah. wasn't bad. No, and he actually looks good, except for the whole trunks with the weight belt. That looks yeah. fucking retarded. Do you see his? What did his thing say? The pre-shows. Or whatever the hell his catchphrase is, but you it was know, like pre. It was pre-show. too close to his penis, so I couldn't read it. <laughs> and all just my eyes just didn't want to correlate. Oh so, man, yeah, I couldn't focus. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but, but I uh, feel like he'd be huge in TNA. You know, oh, something oh, like that. You know what? He'll be huge in Japan. A big oh, yeah, yeah. A big Caucasian yeah. macho like that in Japan. Oh my yep. god. Yeah, he'll be. They'll call him White Thunder, some stupid thing, you know. And right, exactly. With the black uh, trunks with lightning bolts on the crotch, <laughs> you know. Oh man. Yeah. yeah so, so. Uh, so I'm not. I'm not sad that he's having the, the his CM Punk moment. Right. And maybe it's a work. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Honestly, who cares? It's right back. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know. I've never liked the guy. I don't know how he was so over. I mean, uh, he doesn't look natural. Like mm-hmm. you know, they popped Adam Rose. Because of Adderall or some stupid thing. Yeah. Because he got diagnosed with ADHD. So they popped him because of Adderall, but he's got a doctor's right. note. 
As if Ryback is that's fucking clean. Was. There's no way right. that Ryback is clean. Yeah, that's you know? so silly. Because like he's got what, what half a percent body fat. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm jealous. I'll be honest. I'm kind of jealous. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's move away from the WWE. Okay. So other than that, um, I watched a little English football, as Mark corrected me last week. Yes. Um, the oh, you uh, mean soccer. <laughs> yeah, you asshole. <laughs> um, I was disappointed. Leicester City ended up winning the Premier League title because uh, Tottenham drew Played to a draw on Monday, but um, you know, good for them. I made up for it in FIFA FIFA 16 though, because Tottenham won all my titles, so feel good again. But yeah, I need I'm uh, I need to start an NHL franchise. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I started one on like the PS3 a couple days back on one of the old NHLs, like 14 or something. Okay, with a fantasy draft and Is, so I think are might, the uh, Winnipeg Jets in it? Yes, they are. Oh, good. So you have a good copy then. Okay. Yep, I'm actually using the Jets. That's my uh, that's my. The uniforms and everything I'm using, so. Nice jersey. But, yeah, absolutely. But that is it, really. I haven't done too much else in the world of media, so let's oh, move. Wait, oh, wait, I forgot. Yes. I forgot one thing. Um, I've been watching, we're all, my wife and I are all caught up with Fear the Walking Dead. And oh, okay. I know a lot of people have been complaining about it. They're like, oh, no, this is terrible. Oh, whatever. Yeah. It has better pacing, and I give a shit about the characters more than I do on the regular Walking Dead right now. Yeah, you're definitely in the minority, I think. Yeah, I think they've they've got the pacing down right. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, they actually have, like, you know, it leads into the next episode, and I'm actually really upset when it ends, because it's like the next one's not ready to go. You know, but, <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I know I'm probably in the minority with that, but yeah. I think they're doing a really good job with it. Well, good. Yeah, my wife likes it. She just doesn't like it as much as The Walking Dead. Regular one. Gotcha. She likes it equal, she says. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I don't know about that because Daryl's not Daryl Dixon's not on Fear the Walking Dead, so <laughs> So I have doubts about that statement. But. Right. <laughs> anyway. Excellent. All right. So let's move on to our third criminally underrated film of this podcast arc. And this one is Mark's Choice for Criminally Underrated. So this is my science project from nineteen eighty five, directed by Jonathan R. Batool, or however you say that, and also written by him. And uh, he's known for Theodore Rex, another film he produ- uh, directed, which is like the giant talking dinosaur with Whoopi Goldberg. Had a budget of like 30 plus million dollars and then went straight to video. So that's interesting. And then he uh, directed a couple episodes of Freddy's Nightmare. And plus, he is the writer of... Mark's other choice, The Last Starfighter. And that was totally unintentional. I had no <laughs> idea up until I checked it on MDB. I was just I was just rolling the nice fluke, so. Yeah. Huh. I did not know that. So this has an IMDB score of 6.0 out of 3,902 votes. No Metacritic score, unfortunately. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a tomato meter of 14% and an audience score of 57%. I looked up, I couldn't find any information about its budget or its gross, so unfortunately I don't have those stats. But uh, so it, Mark, was, it vastly underperformed at the box office because it came out around okay. the same year as Back to the Future, and Back to the Future killed it. Yeah. Killed okay. it dead. Yeah, what happened? Because this came out in the summer of 85. Mm-hmm. So I guess that summer there's a lot of the same films, uh, or same yeah. style of films that came out. I'm just looking for my notes here because I wrote a whole bunch of notes. So, Back to the Future came out that year, Explorers, Weird Science, mm-hmm. Real Genius, and then this one came out in August. So, it was the last one out. 
Okay. And I think I was probably viewer fatigued by that point. Right. You know, because how many teen, you know, sci-fi films are you going to yeah. be able to watch in one summer? Yeah. If it was me personally, uh, all of them. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think timing kind of sucked for this film. Uh, it got released a little too late in a very strong summer. And uh, that's why the viewership kind of went down. And that's why I think this is a good uh, candidate for uh, underappreciated. Because yeah. I, I watched it twice now in the last 24 hours. <laughs> it's okay. really fucking good. Like, there's some discrepancies in it. But it's a fun movie, you know. Um, okay. I feel watching it, it's got a um, Joe Dante vibe to it. Yeah. You know, between the musical cues and just the uh, the special effects and, and just the 80s-ness of it, it could easily mm-hmm. be a Dante film. Hmm. But it wasn't, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't think, like, you know, when you talk about awesome 80s movies, this one does not get mentioned ever. And it's right. a shame. And now that it just got re-released on Blu-ray by Mill Creek. Mm-hmm. Uh, won't cost you much. I think I got it for $10 just because it is just a movie. There are no special features. Right, yeah. No subtitles, and- no uh, alternate uh, alternate soundtracks, you know, like uh, 2.0 or 5.1 digital beat. Like, it is just the film. So it is the barest of bare bones. But, uh, yeah, I think it's worth a pickup. Yeah, I bought it for six less than $6 on Amazon in the U.S. Oh, so. there you go. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's worth the $6. Yeah, so my opinion is going to vary greatly from your opinion, Mark. Yeah. I'll say that up front, but that'll Son make it fun. Bitch. So I, I have nostalgia <laughs> colors, my opinion, quite a bit. Yeah. I used to watch this yes. movie all the damn time. Okay, yeah, and that's that, what I was going to ask. Yeah, because I used to have, like I said, I used to have this and, oh God, what did I have on the other t- on the tape? It was this and it was like two other sci-fi movies that like came out around the same time and we watched <laughs> them back to back to back all the time. War games and yeah, that was one. I can't of them. remember the other one you said. It was some eighties actioner. Yeah, I can't remember. But anyway, I am watching this in with rose tinted glasses just because right. of my uh, admiration as a kid. Yeah, the first time I saw this movie back in well in in Canada now, um, back in the day there was a channel called uh, Super Channel. Okay. Now there's another variation of it, but back in the day it was just a one channel. It was like our HBO. It was just movies. It was like our movie channel. Mm-hmm. And once, maybe twice a year, they would have a free preview weekend. So uh, from Friday night up until <laughs> like Monday morning, they would mm-hmm. unlock the channel to try to get subscribers. So you could open the window outside uh, during this uh, during these weekends, and you can just hear everybody's VCRs recording everything <laughs> for free. <laughs> so. I remember watching this for the first time during one of those free preview weekends. I've recorded it, and I think I wore the tape out. I watched this over and (laughs) over and over again. My parents, we used to rent VHS, but they were not movie buyers. I don't know why I started, but because they never did. That's funny. Yeah, between this and the Three Amigos, I watched it over and over. It was on the same tape. (laughs) Um, So that was my first taste of this movie. Okay. Yeah. Very good. What about you, Ash? Do you remember your first time watching this one? Uh... I think we taped it off HBO or Cinemax, one of the two. Okay. Um, that's where I that's where I first saw it. Um, most of my movies in my childhood were taped off of HBO and Cinemax, <laughs> um, or occasionally when they had Showtime preview for the weekend. Um, but yeah, it was uh, that was the first time I watched it. Um, so it was probably it was probably late '85, early '86, maybe when yeah. it showed up. Okay. But yeah, so I was like nine or ten. 
Hmm. Yeah, I am just in a different, I feel like my nostalgia period, the period I look back on and think, you know, with rose colored glasses is the 90s for me. Okay. And so that's kind of my wheelhouse. That's the 80s to you guys is the 90s to me. You know what I mean? Okay. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, this uh, is the, I, you know, I hadn't, I've heard of the film. I thought I'd heard of the film, um, and but I hadn't seen it. And honestly, I thought what we were watching was Weird Science, to be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> Haven't seen that one either. Um, oh, and Weird Science realized, is another good one. Oh, my God. I, I, and that's what one of my notes is like, this makes me want to watch Weird Science because I feel like it would be a lot of fun, you know. But yeah, I thought that that's the movie I was I was buying. And so it was uh, definitely different than I was expecting going in. <laughs> yeah. So There's no Kelly LeBrock in this one. Unfortunately not. No, that was a big letdown, but you know, it is what it is. So <laughs> yeah, this one, I was expecting more to be like a, an 80s sex comedy as opposed to kind of like an, uh, an 80s adventure type thing. Okay. Um, I don't know. It felt more like a Goonies to me than a yes, whatever, you know. Totally. Yeah, definitely. But all right. So right from the beginning. I thought it started off and I was I was drawn in right from the start. I was really interested because I was like, this feels like something pretty epic. And right from the start, I knew that I was watching something different than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, we know, of course, we get like the scene from where was it, the 50s or whatever. Yeah. Um, with the the government finds this spaceship and the president tells them to get rid of it. And it just – it felt like this opening scene was setting up for something so much bigger than what <laughs> – eventually that we get i know I, th- I imagine if they had done sequels to this it would have yeah and they could easily make a sequel to this because yeah, they could. Had, yeah. you know uh, or even re- like this would be a prime candidate for a remake because nobody really knows it you know what i mean right. I, I would definitely watch a remake yeah yeah i i don't want to get too ahead in the story uh but uh yeah, it, it does have this epic like Manhattan Project or no, what's that movie? The Philadelphia Experiment, I think it is. With the okay. whole like you know spaceship time travel thing, so it's got that right. feel to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, could, I think my problem was that it just didn't deliver on that after the fact. Is it because you're hating on Fisher Stevens? <laughs> uh, are you a Fisher Stevens hater? <laughs> Fisher Stevens. Let me. Uh... Sunglasses. Oh, Vince? Yeah. No, are you fucking kidding me? He's my favorite character in this entire thing. He was genuinely hilarious <laughs> in this film. Like, he and, was so great. And you know who Fish Stevens is, right? Like, uh, Yeah. Oh, I recognize short, short him. Circuit. Yeah. 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 Yes. He, he, had, he had brown guy, face yeah. and short circuit, which yeah. is, is ridiculous. Right. And he is the, the lead villain in Hackers. Yes. I yes. That's what I that. Oh, yes. But what's I crazier is he's actually an Academy Award winner. Because he was the producer of the documentary uh, The Cove, that no the shit. dolphin killing film uh, yes. from Japan. Yeah, he was wow. a producer. He won an Oscar. So he's Oscar award winner, short circuit starer, hackers, <laughs> deliverer, Fisher Stevens. That's that is awesome. hilarious. We should send him a tear as well with the sash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's actually had, out of all the people in this movie, in the film industry anyway, he's had the best career out of all the ones in the film. I, I, Dennis Hopper's career was kind of winding down at this point anyway. So he was in a few movies here and there. Yeah. But Stevens has been in, uh, like, he switched over to TV and he's been in like three or four shows a year since. You know? Did you see? Yeah. Did you see John Stockwell's 
Uh, uh, yeah, he tanked. Filmography. <laughs> he moved on to be like a writer director. Oh, did he? Okay, I was just yeah. looking at his acting thing. Okay. And did a lot of like B movie. Um, well, the one I know the most from him is Teristas. I yes. own that movie, so I've seen it. The other ones, not so much. But he's actually like a, a decent like '80s actor because the reason why I know him is from Christine because he played yes. Arnie's be- best friend. Yeah, that's where I know him from too. Wait, what? Who's he in Christine? He's you know you know Arnie Cunningham. Uh, yeah, the league. Uh, it's his he's best a football player. Job. He's a football yeah. player. Oh no, shit! Yes, yeah. yeah, he's the one that's that dated the girl from Baywatch. Yep. Yeah, okay. The one that isn't blonde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he did um, and Seal Team Six, the Raid on Osama bin Laden, which was like the kind of essentially like a mockbuster of the um, Black Earth, Zero, Zero, Zero Dark Thirty or whatever. But but the other his other claim to fame, at least in my eyes, he's in Top Gun. He is the, uh, the oh the other pilot, pilot. yeah that yes, goes <laughs> buggy and couldn't land the plane without Maverick's help. He's the fighter pilot washes out. I think I thought he was. I thought he acted in this film very well. I thought he was great. I dug him. I, I dig I him. Know. I, you know, I like the whole cast because, like, this mm-hmm. movie, it's a fifty science fiction film. Yeah, place in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Because you look at Fisher Stevens and uh, you look at uh, Stockwell's characters, there are two fifties greasers, right? Then yeah. you've got um, uh, the two uh, Ellie, and you've got uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, the the nerdy guy. Uh, the nerdy guy. The nerdy guy was Sherman. Yes, it's Raphael Savage. Yes, and anybody who's played Mass Effect or Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic, okay. and or watched Once Upon a Time will know him. He's Jiminy oh, Cricket really? in Once Upon a Time. But yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's he's a really prolific voice actor for Bioware. They like used him a lot. And I've seen him on TV as well. I think he has bit pieces in some like CSI slash Boston Public slash, uh, uh, you know, those types of uh, investigative shows and attorney shows. Like I've seen him on TV before because of his of his smile. Because him and Ellie, uh, Danielle Von Zernick, uh, they play like 50s nerds, but in the 80s, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. He was, he was Caden in Mass Effect. He's the uh, Shepherd's friend that's the or one of the shepherd's crew members that's also a biotic okay yeah and then on uh, knights of the old republic he was apparently he was in a couple of star wars games he was in roughnecks at one point too um star wars the old republic, knights of the old republic he was karth karth and star wars knights of the old republic so yeah so like it's got a really good cast i think with the material that they've got <laughs> they really delivered like this felt to me like a 50 sci-fi film but, you know, just set in the 80s and you get those little tweaks of 80s because you have Vince dating the new wave punk. So, you know, yeah. that the movies because this movie could easily be done in the 50s. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for maybe the cars. Right. Um, everything, and, and some of the fashions, the rest, it's, it's a total of 50s. Even you could do 70s um, era uh, sci-fi film easily, easily. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I would agree with you for the most part, but I'll, I'll Kind of jump ahead to some of my thoughts here. Dennis Hopper, I thought, was just completely miscast. I did really? not buy him as this like hippie professor at all. I thought he was f- terrible and really? just awful to watch. Yeah. Oh, oh I bet the difference. See, I loved. <laughs> see, I love him in this, yes. but I didn't remember. I remember like I didn't remember the scene where he got sent back in time at all when I was watching oh, this. God. Okay. Uh, but I remembered like him teaching, and I remembered something happened to him before we watched the movie. But and then I remember he came back. 
when he comes back, he is wearing the outfit that he wore in Easy Rider, which right. cracks my shit up so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I thought it was pretty damn well cast for that role. Um, because he's got that hippie mentality at that time, you know? Yeah. And, and, and it's funny, too, because he takes that shot of oxygen, you know, in, uh, yeah. at, at the end of one scene. I thought it, it was like nitrous oxide at first, and then I watched it again and it, realized it, that. Oh. Yeah, it, it could be throwing whippets, who knows? Right. Um, that's right. a year before he stars in Blue Velvet. So, like, his Blue Velvet uh, role wasn't even, uh, wasn't even done yet. So, this is like pre-Blue Velvet. So it's, right. kind of, it's kind of funny that, you know, in Blue Velvet, you know, he huffs uh, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And then in the film here, he still huffs, yeah. else, you know, <laughs> like it's labeled oxygen. It could be anything really. You know, he's a science mm-hmm. teacher. And that's one thing I find funny with 80s films is that, again, going back to Gremlins, the yeah. science teacher is like the teacher knows his shit. You know, right. you see how like like teachers these days, you know, they're just reading out of books and stuff. They're not that engaged. Mm-hmm. But like in that film and in this one, it's like the teachers actually know their stuff to a point where, you know, Zach brings uh, a mogwai to the science teacher because he knows biology. Mm-hmm. And in this film, you know, uh, uh, Harlan brings the gizmo to Bob because he knows the science. He's got a metallurgy machine. I'm like... What high school has a metallurgy machine? You know, it's like, and right off the bat, it's like, yeah, this is a space-time warp machine. It's like, how do you know that? <laughs> you know? There was nothing that showed me that he was, like, someone who knew what he was doing, though. Like, he that he was someone that could be brought this, and he'd be like, yeah, this is this. Like, unlike where I feel like in Gremlins, where I feel like it's more justified. You know, in this movie, he's the only cool adult in the film. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Mm-hmm. like yeah, I'd give him that. They're bonkers. Um, for some reason, this movie is anti-police. <laughs> like, right. They hate the police in this movie. You yeah. know, between uh, oh my uh, god, though the the guy playing the lead detective. Oh my yes. god, I'd forgotten how freaking smarmy he was. Ah, love it. But he's such an awesome actor. That's Richard Mazur, who you know he's a, the guy who has the dogs and the thing. Um, yeah. He's in it. And for those that remember the Sunday Night Disney movies. He was in Mr. Boogity and uh, Mr. Boogity 1 Mr. Boogity 2. Do you guys remember those movies? <laughs> uh, nope. No. Never heard of that. Oh, my God. It scared <laughs> the hell out of me. Think, think Freddy Krueger makeup, but with green and gold instead of red and, you know. Ah, and that's awesome. Yes. So, it, it's it's labeled a children's movie, but mm-hmm. it scared the hell out of me. Um, I don't remember. I, I don't think it ever got a DVD release, but you can probably buy it pirated, you know, at like conventions. Right. Like bootlegs. But uh, pretty much, this family goes into this house that's haunted by this monster called Mr. Boogity, which sounds <laughs> stupid. Just me saying it makes me laugh, you know? And all I can remember from the movie is that, one, he's scary, and it's actually a legit scary film. And I think his saying was like, boogity, boogity, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, oh. if this ever gets a legit release, I would buy the hell out of it. But I know my buddy Patrick remembers, but I think he's got it somehow. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, he played like the, the lead dad of the household trying to deal with Mr. Boogity. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty cool. But yeah, uh, back to the movie, I guess. But yeah, uh, again, awesome cast. And even I think what I know Dennis Hopper from, honest, I'll, I'll admit my ignorance to his, you know, to his 60s films, a lot of those. I don't know a lot of those. What I know him as is the the cop in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Yeah. 
I know him as the bad guy from Speed. Okay. You know, like those are the roles I know him from. So I just like True I know him romance. as a True yeah. Romance is probably my favorite role from him. Uh, where he plays Kristen Slater's dad in True Romance. Hmm. And he has this scene opposite Christopher <laughs> Walken. Oh, that is such a fantastic scene. Love that scene. Yeah, if you've never seen True Romance, you have. Like, again, it's scripted by Quentin Tarantino. So right. if you like the movies on a Tarantino-thon, you'll probably love True Romance. Hmm. And then yeah, with, I haven't seen True Romance. with Arquette and Christian Slater in probably one of his best roles, after the wizard, um, you know, yeah, it's a good, it's a good movie. But but Hopper's been in so many films over like a fifty year career. Yeah, you know, he had. wasn't he Deer Hunter as well? He wasn't Deer Hunter, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah, and like he was in Land of the Dead. But that's you know again. Yeah. Thing is, like he did this movie. movie he did. Uh, well, you know, what? honestly, I've never seen Blue Velvet, so I have to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, me like, either. He, he did. He did Texas Chainsaw Two, and he did this movie. While his career was in a in a, a bit of a downward sp- uh, p- uh, valley at the mm-hmm. time, you know, um, he wasn't as sought out at the time. But uh, fuck, he he was there to act. Like I I dug him as like he was a teacher that I would want as a science teacher in high school. You know, <laughs> um, like he was a cool dude. He was like a '60s hippie. You know, I thought he was a f- like trying to be a '60s hippie, but he was doing a very poor job at it. Really? Yeah, oh, even like his him. his have a nice day. Yeah, like, who says that? You know. But that's like, just yeah. it, though. He's actually an authentic '60s hippie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you'd think he'd do a better job. Yeah. You know, I can't find Mister Fucking Boogity. I'll tell you that. Really? I'm looking at his filmography and I can't find it on there, and I'm pissed because I want to look it up. Richard Mazur. You're looking at Richard yeah. Mazur, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it should be in the '80s as a Disney movie. Mm. You know, I'm just going to Google Mister Boogity as we talk here. And yeah. uh, I'll send you a link if I can. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, okay. So did anyone else – and I'm wondering if this is uh, just the Blu-ray if it's or if it's the ADR work. Um, yes. Okay. In the second scene, after, not including the, op- the very opening, so I guess technically the third scene where they're walking outside, it sounds like it's like being recorded in a giant open like – That's not a DVD thing. issue. Um, okay. That's not that's not a problem with the Blu-ray transfer. That's the actual film was like that because that sound quality was the exact same sound quality I had off of my tape off of the HBO oh, okay. thing. So there was a pro- some must have been some production problem while they were doing the audio for that and just got completely screwed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt it was a little out of sync as well. Yeah. It was. It was just an. It was annoying. I don't know. But, okay. but that that's that's how it was on the original though like the original you know prints that they put out in the theater because that or at <laughs> least or at least that's how it transferred over to VHS so right yeah okay get this so i got mr boogity on imdb yeah from walt disney's wonderful wonderful world of color from 1954 oh, okay. to oh there it is okay so richard mazur is the father mimi kennedy i'm not familiar with that small thumbprint uh, picture but David Faustino's in it, who played Bud Bundy. Chris, <laughs> Christy Swanson's in it, who played fucking what? Buffy. Oh, my uh, God. John Aston's in it. Um, a, a Benji wow. Gregory played uh, – oh, no, that's that's not him. Um, yeah. <laughs> and like, so, as a kid, I was carried shitless. I, and there's no pictures, which sucks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, hmm. Mr. Boogity. Oh, we should. I got. I gotta find it now. I gotta get myself yeah, a call. Yeah, you do. I gotta give you guys a report because, goddamn, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Oh wait, is this? I can edit this out, but I think I may have found something here. Oh uh, no, we we air everything here. 
Cinefessions, <laughs> we have no shades. Uh, we show everything. Windows open. Disney right. Mr. Boogity slash Bride of Boogity 2 movie collection DVD. No way. $40.45. And that's a legit copy or it's, yeah. it's not a, like a boot? From Disney. It's like, it looks like an old Disney members club thing. No kidding. 40, oh, 40 bucks. And that's 40 US, I guess, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Man. It looks like there might be a used one from twenty nine ninety five. Oh, 40 bucks yeah. is going to be tough. But if it's both movies, but the thing is like they're, like it, it was a TV show, right? So- Right, forty six minutes long. That's so weird. Yeah, that was that's expensive. It is. It's like a. It's like a buck a minute. <laughs> so, Runtime says one hundred and thirty seven minutes. So that's actually not bad. Well, for two episodes, maybe Boogity yeah. Two was a little longer, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was a that was a scary kid show. Yeah, I need to see it. I need to find it. So, all right. Okay. So, um, I liked the relationship between Michael and um Ellie. Yes, me too. I thought that was, I don't know, there's just something genuine about it and sweet. And the other thing I like was that Michael was not like a bully. He wasn't a jerk. He wasn't an asshole. He was just like a, a genuinely nice person. He just was interested in cars more than school. Yeah. Um, and so I thought that was interesting where I feel like a lot of movies might just portray him as kind of like the the big dumb jock bully type. Well, that's the thing. And he's he's, not he's here. a smart kid, but he's into right. cars more than people. Yeah, like, he can make anything work uh, engine wise, you know. Just yeah. like it seemed like the girl that that dumped him at the beginning of the film mm-hmm. to, to him he was uh, she was more of a car accessory than an actual yeah. you know. Um, I agree with you. Cuz he made a comment um something about oh, I got to find it now. Something about uh you know, why can't girls be like cars? You put gas yeah. in them and you cruise, you know? <laughs> so it, it, to me like the girl that dumped him she was more of like an air freshener for his vehicle than an actual date, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so you see like his maturity level is kind of stunted in the film. And as the mm-hmm. film progresses, um, he kind of becomes, you know, he kind of realizes that, you know, life isn't all about cars, but, you know, it's about the friendships you make. Right. So like you can see that he kind of like thaws a bit with Ellie and a relationship starts to form during the, 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 during the movie. But uh, yeah, no, it just uh, yeah, he's he's a total gearhead, and it's like he's oblivious to to other people and other people's relationships, mm-hmm. like, even with his father. You know, between his yeah. father and like he he's meeting a girl, and the next thing yeah. you know, they're married. It's like when so that's this right. So that's something else I would like to talk about. Hmm. So like, I feel like there are a couple things that are just introduced in the story that don't really have any relevance yeah. that the, the movie would have been the same without it and one of those things is well frankly the whole relationship with his father is not really touched on but there's a hint that there was the mother something happened to the mother i feel like and so he's a little upset that this new woman is coming in and taking her place yeah. there's like one line that hints at that but the whole relationship with the dad and and what was her name darlene or uh, whatever the hell her name was yeah it was, it was dolores um, Dolores, yeah, going off and getting married. It's like, why? Who cares? What's the point? And then even the introduction of the the detective in the, in the police station was irrelevant. I mean, if you instead of having them go home and using the police to like bring them back together, then to go to the school, they could have just gone to the school after they blew up the the tower. Yeah, gone to the school, and then the entire movie could have continued. So I don't. 
like to me, I fell asleep the first time watching it, <laughs> probably about halfway through, woke up, was like, shit, I got to Okay. So I went back to where I fell asleep, watched it uh, last night, I guess this was, and then watched it again tonight. And I was almost falling asleep again. Like it's just really slow moving to me, especially the first 45 minutes of the film. Uh, see, I, I want to beg to differ just a bit. <laughs> because there's a few cool things. Okay, going back to the cop. To, uh, so Detective Nolte is waiting for him. Okay, well, even before that, the scene where he's racing a power surge on yeah. a highway. Yeah. As a kid, that's pretty badass. As yeah. an adult, it's kind of dumb. But that was my problem. I thought, this is so silly. Like, this isn't working like... It should be working. But what's cool about it is that he turns on the blower, which how many movies actually have the, you know, you see the blowers, but you never actually see them in use. So, <laughs> yeah. to me, I was like, fuck, this is awesome. Okay. Uh, Mad again, Max. though. Mad Max did it. Sorry. Uh, yes. Oh, you're right. You're totally correct. <laughs> I didn't see Mad Max so later on in life. Oh, okay. But, yeah. But you're yeah. totally correct. Um, so, yeah. So, I thought just his car was cool. You know, so he has a very nice car. So yeah, the goat. So that's yeah. me, I, I, as as really dumb as it is nowadays. <laughs> as a nine year old, it's fucking badass. Yeah, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. So, but okay. So my problem with that as well. Okay, so they decide to blow up a, a power station. Why don't they just unplug the the gizmo from from the electrical socket? Like, wouldn't that be an easier thing to do? <laughs> I think they didn't. They they. I think they couldn't get to it. Is what we were supposed to assume. I but see. they don't. I, they don't ever make an attempt on screen to try to get to it. I don't know, bro. If I was there, you know, I'd fucking dodge those timescape clouds like nothing. You know what I mean? I just go there, I would dive, pull it out, done. Movie's over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> done. Yeah. <it's> done. <laughs> my hands and go to Pizza Hut. You know. Right. <laughs> so, so now, so so now they they blow up the uh, the the tower. Which, yeah. Again, you've got um, you've got Latello. He he needs to have his his eighteen moment. Is that Vince you're talking about? Uh, yeah, that's Vince. Yeah. Okay. So okay. you got Vince. He's wearing a vest of dynamite and starts <laughs> to light a fucking cigar. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Mr. Stevens, no, that is not safe. You can't do that. <laughs> so that, it's funny though, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So they so they blow up the they blow up the uh, the electrical uh, unit. So he goes back, you know, they drop everybody off. He goes back to his uh, his room, and you've got Detective Nolte. In his room, smoking a cigar. Mm-hmm. So he's smoking a cigar, which smells, you know, I like it, but whatever, <laughs> in his room. And I just find it funny that Harlan or Mike, um, he, you know, climbs back into his window, but couldn't smell the cigar. It's like, right. obviously somebody's in your room. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so just things like that kind of bug me a bit, you know. But yeah. again, 80s movie, right? So whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Hmm. There's uh, multiple Star Wars references throughout the whole thing. And fr- yes. there's so many references to other 80s media in there, which, you know, I, I appreciate some of them just from going back. But I imagine someone from that was around that age at the time this movie was released would appreciate that a lot more than I did. I, I did find it funny that the three uh, guys that go yeah. to vandalize uh, <laughs> Michael's car. It's like, okay, what do I need, right? It's like, okay, well, I want a VHS tape. A VHS tape of what? Like, do you want pornography? Like, I wasn't sure exactly what he wanted. Just a VHS tape. Oh, my term paper. I want a science project done. Okay, it's done. Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
the guy who's got the science project done is getting a better value for his money <laughs> than the guy with the videotape. Yeah, exactly. You know? Because you can share the See, videotape. That- you can't share the science project. Right. <laughs> That's know? the other thing. The other plot point that bugs me. It's like Sherman brings in – he pays these bullies to the jocks to you know mess with them. Yeah. So what do they do? They, they put shit on his car? Like really? And then – after that happens, Sherman's inside, and that's when you know he ends up sending uh, Ellie to whatever, wherever. Yeah. And then in its minutes later, they're working together to try to save her. So I'm like, what the fuck was the point? Why not just have Sherman show up that night? Like, what's? I, I don't. It, why? It, 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 I think Sherman became a man after after the whole movie said and done because he's yeah. still like a gutless nerd who had to get somebody else to do his dirty work. But mm-hmm. then, like everybody else matured as they progressed through the levels of the t- of the school to get Ellie from the time zone that she's in, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, Sherman just, like, takes off and leaves her there. That's not cool. Like, you're not going right. to you're, you're not gonna date her that way, buddy. You know? You yeah. Have the, exactly. All the jocks in a row to put uh, eggs on the guy's car. You, you, you're not going <laughs> to help yourself there. Because then nothing's even done. Like, he's not even, like, Ups, like not even that mad like he's upset he's like hey what are you doing and then vince is like hey we got to stop this whatever the power surge or whatever and so he's like oh yeah you're right and then they get in the car and drive away it's like what the fuck was the point why are these jocks even in this fucking film and what it just bugs me what i don't get as well why are the police at the school to begin with <laughs> you know what i mean like so 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 you know sherman sets off the gizmo again fine yeah but why are the police there because of the because of the vandalism to the car that somebody reported it, or like well, I, I don't I, think I don't so. get what it was like. Well, something had to happen because the three bullies were in the police station also. Yeah, but I'm like, uh, and I don't a, think a police presence and the, you know they're they're blocking the school entrance. Like I just didn't, didn't get ha- why so many cops were at the at the high school. But didn't weren't the cops only at the high school after like after they got out and after they saved Ellie? No. They were there before because then they ask Ellie, you know, go to – the reason why she's there is like, oh, go to the school. We're in, we're in the police station. Go to the school. Get the gizmo. So she yeah. goes to the school and then Sherman, uh, I guess, creeps on her and yeah. confronts her at uh, in the science lab. And right. then he hooks up the thing and then it goes all crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, or, or am I – No, you're, you're right. I am right. But I don't – I think I feel like the cops don't come in until I thought the cops they don't come to the school until after the fact that after Ellie's already been saved. Okay, so okay, uh, so oh, you know what? The cops probably went to the high school because when they went to get the dynamite, they dropped the peace medallion. So maybe they yeah, want to right. go see Bob because he's a yes. local, you know, hippie. Yep. Question asks him. there, but the van's there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's it. And he asks him, "What happened to your old hippie buddy?" When he's at his in his room, the detective asks Michael that. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Yes, that makes sense. But I just thought it was a lot of cops. I guess if they're if they're you know uh, investigating a break and enter at the hardware store, theft of dynamite, and then the blowing up of the of a of a tower, I guess that right. would acknowledge enough police to show up there at the school. <laughs> but now, again, going back to how it seems like this movie is really anti-police because when uh, Vince gets his uh, mugshot, yeah, it was a really nasty-looking policewoman. Mm-hmm. And not nasty, like physically, but just like a grimace, like a overreacting, like you know, mean policewoman. Right. And I'm just like, I, I don't get why it's so, you know, pig this and honky that. I'm like, 
why <laughs> why is this like i i just don't get it I, i i just didn't get that vibe in the film you know yeah it's like i feel like it's just there's an anti-establishment vibe that um yeah. bob kind of puts off that the kids grasp onto i feel like and so it kind of just fits with that whole thing yeah that, that would make sense that make complete sense because bob does not like uh, the police right He's like, call me Bob. The only people who call me Mr. are the pigs <laughs> right in the beginning of the film. Yeah, it's very funny. Like, personally, I think it's hilarious, but yeah. I just didn't get like the whole point of it being so mean. Like, right. Like, and all the cops were like assholes or mm-hmm. like just, yeah, they're all assholes. Like, yeah. even in the police station, you know, everybody's like not nice to these kids. <laughs> Is it because they're adults and kids in the 80s didn't get the respect? I don't know. Right. I don't get it. How, how great was Vince's interaction with all the police officers at the police station, though? Oh, I thought oh, that was hilarious. Awesome. He, he, yeah. He's awesome <laughs> in this movie. You know, yeah, he, he's, he's not good. PC, but he's right. very funny, you know, because um, this film probably wouldn't have the same script if it was made today. But, oh, no. uh, you know, again, it's a product of its time. See, what I think, when I think these 80s comedies like this, you know, these kind of, uh, I don't know, adventure type things, Mm -hmm. I feel like they work best when they're being positive, when the characters are positive. And one thing that really bugged me, I thought the film worked, the film didn't work as well when Vince was being a bully to some of the other students. I was like, ah, maybe that's just my 2016 hippie, you know, hipster bullshit. Which I'm not a hipster, but you know what I mean. Like you hear anti-bullying all day long, but it's just like ah, I don't know. Um, I absolutely love Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure yes. because it's so positive, it's so genuine. I hate Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey because they're just they're different characters. They're negative to each other. They're calling each other fags all the time, like stupid shit like that. And it's like ah, like this is not the same characters that we were introduced to in the first film. Yeah, and I feel like this Vince kind of in this film kind of hits on both. Um, he's very positive. He's very genuine when he's having sex with the girl in the car, when his friend calls him for help and he says, nope, got to go. Sorry. And they leave right away. It's like, that's a good friend, you know, but then he's bullying people, pushing the guy off of the pay phone. It's like, eh. Two things on that. When he is bullying Sherman at the library, Mm -hmm. he keeps calling him fat. I know. That's what I was like. That guy fat. What? (laughs) If he's fat, I'm deathly obese. (laughs) I think they cast cast him. Badly, I think because yeah. I think that was actually the lines in the script, and rather than change it to do something else, they just right. kept it with that. Or, <laughs> or maybe the kid used to be fat and I got skinny. Who knows? Because I was looking because he had his shirt tucked in, right? And so I'm looking I'm like, is does he have a punch? Like, I, I, I'm I'm looking on this Blu-ray to see if he's overweight. He's got a gut. I'm like, of course, it was coming from. Vince, who's like minuscule, yeah. he weighs nothing. I'm like, if if he's fat, then I'm on my deathbed. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> the kid was not fat, you know, right? But so there was there was that, and uh, there was another comment I want to make. Oh, speaking of when he goes to save his buddy, right? Yeah, they're pushing the car because he doesn't want to be embarrassed because oh, the yeah. car broke down. Mm-hmm. Vince has the best car accessory I've ever seen in any film. Something I would use here because the drivers are so shitty in Ottawa and Gatineau is when he pulled the <laughs> lever and that middle finger popped out. Oh, yeah. Dude. That was awesome. For, again, I've seen this movie, you know, like 85. So let's say at the latest 87. So I've been yeah. pining for an accessory like that for my car for like 30 years. <laughs> I would use it all the time. 
man. How awesome that is, is so that? Cool. And a hydraulic finger pops out, you know? Right. I thought it was such the coolest thing. And that's what I liked about Vince, you know? He just doesn't mm-hmm. give a fuck. Exactly. He don't care. It's beautiful. It's just, it's, oh, it made me so happy when I saw it for the first time. <laughs> so I wasn't quite sure. Maybe you can explain it to me. I don't quite. So the whole time travel or multi-dimension thing in this film, mm-hmm. I I just didn't quite get it. Like, so the first time they find out that it's something special with this device, it is in the shop and like a vase appears out of nowhere. Yes. Can you explain how or why or what the point of that was? Um, I, I think it just shows that it's an, uh, it's a, it's a, a space time warp machine so it's it it opens portals to different uh eras in time i don't think it's different dimensions um because you get the cleopatra you get the Viet Cong in vietnam yeah you get the gladiators and then you get the future with the mutants Mm -hmm. which one of the mutants was played uh by uh oh i had his name right here and i forgot it now uh, from the Hills of Eyes. Uh, oh. Uh, uh, what's his name? Berryman? Yes, Michael Berryman. Michael Berryman. Yes. No shit. He is one of the mutants in the in one of the first scenes. When the, oh, wow. they're shooting each other, that's one of Michael Berryman. Uh, yeah, Michael Berryman was, in, uh, was one of the mutants in the makeup. That's awesome. I did that without IMDb, so I feel, I'm feeling pretty oh, good about myself right like, now. Kudos to you, my friend. That's good. <laughs> Hashtag awesome. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, uh, but, that's but, really cool. I didn't wait, notice wait, that. Wait, are you actually going to use a hashtag or going to spell it out like I saw in this one ad? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. But oh, uh, yeah, so to me, it, it, it's, uh, it was – it showed that this is a – it's a time – I wouldn't say a time machine because it doesn't bring you back through time, but it's a, it's a portal through time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with enough juice, it will poke holes into all the different eras and bring it into one. Um, again, though it's a it's it's a it's an engine for a spaceship, so I'm sure that's not its uh, actual use. Mm-hmm. But because uh, you know these aliens are probably from the future, so they probably used it to get to our time, and then they crashed, and then we took it. You know, um, yeah. But uh, and that's what I liked about when they went to save Ellie. You saw all these different time periods, mm-hmm. and there's something about the special effects in the '80s that looks so much more <laughs> realistic. Than some of the movies today, because like these things weren't done with um, they weren't done with uh, green screens. It was all animation, you know. Yeah. Um, so like I loved the 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 sequence where you saw like the the the, the vortex with the um, with the clouds. I thought that looked pretty cool. I like the lighting that the gizmo was emitting, the pink light. Mm-hmm. It just had this eighties aesthetic that I really dug, you know. Um, I just find some of these special effects these days don't look as good. Like, look at Ghostbusters. Special effects are awesome. You look at the Ghostbusters trailer, which apparently is the most hated uh, YouTube video of all time. Really? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's got over 687,000 uh, down thumbs. Oh, jeez. Yeah. stupid. But, like, the trailer itself, like, the ghosts, they look like special effects from the uh, video game that came out a few years ago for the PS3. Mm. Yeah, you know, like at least the the ghosts in the in Ghostbusters '84 look kind of believable, just because of the way they were shot, you know, and they were practical mm-hmm. effects. Same thing with this here; it's animation, practical effects. Um, so I, I don't know. It's something else again, nostalgia wise. I just like yeah. the feel of this film, the way it looks. 
Mm-hmm. It just it just looks like my childhood, which you know, yeah, minus I- the T Rex, which that was kind of cool too. But whatever, you know. Um, yeah, I see. I, that's why I I dug this film just because it just looks and it it you, you can taste the eighties in the air, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, I don't know. A lot of the effects I wasn't a, a huge fan of. But I understand, like, I wasn't expecting great effects, you know what I mean? But yeah. I wanted more in the story, I guess, that I wasn't getting. Yeah. Um, but the, um, during that whole period where they're kind of traveling through the school, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just. Well, what bugged me was, with that uh, is like, there's no way in fuck that Harlan is going to beat a gladiator from Gladiator. Thank you. Days. I literally wrote that down. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, let's be frank. You know, like right. they beat up a Viet Cong squad. Okay, no, right. that's not going to happen either. Exactly. So that's movie magic here, right? Um, yeah. So like they're trekking no. through time, blah, 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 going from old days to new days, whatever. But yeah. And that's the thing. Like if there are – you can put – point out shit like that in almost anything Mm -hmm. but i feel like if you like the movie if it's engaging you you forgive it and forget it yeah if it's not like this one's not it grinds on you and you're just like ugh, that just adds more to it which is kind of how this was for me it's just like really you know but i understand how you can see that and just forget it you know what i mean like it doesn't bother you yeah because you like the film a lot (laughs) (laughs) i I actually had forgotten about the t-rex thing entirely uh, which surprised me. So it was pretty cool. And then, you know, they used a grenade launcher to, to shoot it down. And then you saw like entrails coming out of the body. You know, when it's lying on its side, it's still <laughs> yeah. alive, but you saw the like, intestines. Like, right. yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, because like bullets are not going to fucking kill a T-Rex. At least I don't right. think they would. But a grenade launcher would. Yeah. Because hmm. they, uh, <laughs> it's funny how Sherman knew how to load a gun because of his mm-hmm. books. You know, because he's a library nerd, right? So I guess exactly he knows everything. So uh, there's a book in the library on how to reload. So like a fourteen, <laughs> whatever you know, it's the U.S. So uh, you know, <laughs> exactly. I'm like I, I can tell you how to make maple syrup, but you know that's because that's all the books I've been are about maple syrup and hockey. Uh, oh, maybe one of you can answer this for me. So when Vince and them broke into his dad to Michael's shop. Um, and they were stealing the dynamite. He was humming the tune from what I know to be Mission Impossible, which didn't come out for until the '90s. So uh, what? No. The movie that from? didn't come out till the '90s. The TV okay. show aired in the '60s, oh, yeah. the same time Star Trek did, and then um, and then they had an '80s revival of Mission Impossible around the time this movie came out. Actually, okay, I knew there was something I couldn't remember. Yeah. Oh, and what's funny? There was a. Uh, there's a scene, I guess, before the gizmo shorts out um, Vince's boombox. They mm-hmm. talk about a car that was flaming people out. Yes, he's talking about Christine. Christine, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was very funny. Yeah, you know, I was like, oh, call back, you know, to my previous role. <laughs> so, yeah, and I liked when um, the first time we met. I'm gonna call her Darlene again, but that's not right. Dolores, Dolores thank you. He walks in and, and the movie playing on the TV screen is H.G. Uh, Wells' time, uh, uh, the time machine. Yeah. I thought that was very fitting. And wasn't, because you saw the TV a few times, wasn't yeah. the other one uh, 50,000 Leagues Under the Sea? Or w- yes. Was, yep. right? 
Exactly right. No. Is it 50,000? 20,000. 20,000. 20, 20, 20, yeah, 20,000. I had my two uh, inverted and right. backwards. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right, though. Yeah, and, I thought those were cool throwbacks. And then again, you know, showing like the movie could be in the 50s, like even the dog is right. watching Rin Tin Tin. Yeah, yes. You know? Yeah, oh, that's right. And something else that kind of bugged me a bit. What's mm-hmm. with all the fucking beers and cars? Everybody's drinking and driving oh, in this movie. I know. Like, it's just everybody's it's the like, 80s, man. That's what they do. Everybody likes the same brand of beer. <laughs> well, and that, and that, but that's the thing, though, is the 80s. The, the, they're on the 80s when they, at least in New York State, they pushed Don't Drink and Drive heavy oh, yeah. in the 80s. So the fact that they mm. did that in 85 was kind of <laughs> – Hollywood was doing that in 85. was kind of like – Really? <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's just, it, it just harkens back to like the good old days in a way where things mm-hmm. weren't as bad, <laughs> you know, or, or cars aren't as fast or whatever, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, yeah, everybody's got, you know, hey, you want a sip of this? Oh, I don't like beer. Like, you know, he's getting pushed. He's not really driving, but right. he's still got to steer, you know. Like, <laughs> and you got the jogs drinking in the Jeep and throwing beer cans at Sherman. And yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of drinking and driving. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. So, what, uh, Ash, I'll start with you. What would you say is kind of your favorite moment in this film or fa- kind of a, a favorite image that stands out to you in this film or a favorite scene, anything like that? Um, him with the dynamite strapped all over him when they're loading okay. that up. That, that, oh my God, I'd forgotten about that before I watched it. it just, that cracks me up. That and the only line that I remembered from this whole movie before we watched it again is when they're booking him in the police station and she asks him why he's wearing sunglasses. Because yes. <laughs> like, when you're cool, the sun shines on you 24 hours a day. I, <laughs> I used to walk around saying that to my friends all the damn time. We didn't even wear sunglasses. We just we thought it was hilarious. That's awesome. And what about you, Mark? What stands out for you in this one? Um, honestly, it's the trek up to get Ellie in the high school. Um, okay. Going from you know you seen Cleopatra and then you got the gladiators, especially the T Rex, the space mutants not so much. Um, I didn't really mm-hmm. care for them as much, but that T Rex scene was kind of cool as a kid. You know, now you know you got Jurassic Park, got Jurassic World. It's not the same, but I right. thought it was pretty neat to have that included as one of the time warps uh, in the school. So. <laughs> I think the the post apocalyptic like mutants was probably my favorite part, but that's uh, probably my love for all things post-apocalyptic and plus but, you're a 90s whatever. kid so you know whatever yeah what do i know whatever. yeah but grew up on shitty cgi I uh. <laughs> but for no, me I, it has I, to I, 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 but to be fair some 90s cgi is great but there is a lot of really shitty 90s cgi oh, yes. oh yeah hey, you know i liked Absolutely. reboot as a kid now i can't really watch it as much but uh, i've not seen that yeah oh. but for me the it has to be the um even though i find the the moments kind of pointless it's the in the in the police station cuz i just think vince's uh lines in that are just really funny and he does it so well i just love that part of it um but kind of just as a whole what stands out to me is vince because from start to finish he's he's just funny he's enjoyable to watch yeah. oh, the, definitely the end credits bloomer like outtakes yeah. are- Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that's funny too. It, it, it's just too bad that the movie doesn't really age very well when it comes to Vince, just because all his right. uh, references exactly thirty years ago, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, you, you know. kind of have to be the cable guy or have grown up on these things to get the jokes. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So 
I will give my my final thoughts on it so we don't end it on a, on a negative note. But uh, just my science projects is not for me. Uh, I can appreciate how you know you guys like it and how a lot of people will like it, especially because of that nostalgia factor. But for a new viewer going in for the first time today, there's just not a lot there outside of the character of Vince, who I found just genuinely funny the entire time. Um, I'll take the the bigger, better '80s time traveling films over my science project, like uh, Back to the Future, Ted's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which I talked about earlier. You know, I'll take those over this. Um, it does, like I said, make me want to go check out Weird Science, though, because I feel like that'd be another one that fits in the same oh type of god, genre. Yes, Weird Science is hysterical. Oh my god! And yeah, I definitely got to check. So it out. is the TV show uh, USA Network did uh, Weird Science TV show. Okay. Which had um, uh, okay. You guys ever watch the TV show Oz on HBO? No. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Well, so, <laughs> so 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 whatever. Uh, but the TV show uh, lasted a few seasons. Very funny. Okay. Yeah, so Interesting. If you like the movie, the TV show is a bit different, but worth mm-hmm. checking out. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Oh, it's it's got Vanessa Angel in it. You know the girl from Kingpin. Oh yeah. She's the uh, she's the killer rock for the TV show. Okay. Oh, she's so hot. I haven't thought of her in years. <laughs> I gotta Google her Excellent. now. Can we end this now? I gotta Google her. <laughs> I gotta Google. I gotta Google. <laughs> but yeah, oh. yeah, she she is funny in this show. So yeah, so uh, I I oh, I don't know if this is even on DVD or not. I don't know if they release DVDs uh, of Word Science, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's actually a pretty decent show. It's very funny. Cool. Mm. So apologies, Mark, but I am going to have to give my science project two out of four stars. Found it very mediocre. Yeah, it's still a D. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Ash, what are your final thoughts in your star rating on my science project? If I'm going by pure nostalgia, uh, I'd give it give it a three five out of pure nostalgia. But going out of actually just watching it objectively now, I'm probably going to go with a two and a half. Okay. But if I'm if I'm in a nostalgia mood, three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Mark? Uh, you know what? To me, you made some valid points. You know, like, I would take Back to the Future of this movie as well. I would, you know, like, this wouldn't be my first, first pick uh, for an 80s film to show people. Um, but as a buried treasure type of thing, I think this fits the bill. Um, so by far, it is not a perfect film. But to me, it's enjoyable enough and nostalgic and otherwise. Um, so, out of out of four stars, I would give it a. I would again non Tarantino film, um, but I would give it a solid. Uh, oh man, this is tough. Out of four, I, <laughs> because like like on on Letterbox, I gave it three and a five, three and a half out of five. Okay. So in this case here, I'd probably give it. Two and a half, okay, out of four, because okay, it's it's not a be all end all, but it ain't mm. shit, you know. So I would say right. I saw two and a half to uh, the thinnest three possible, but enjoyable, fun. <laughs> have some drinks, eat some popcorn, get some ice cream, watch the movie. You'll have fun. Awesome. All right, so that is that for my science project. So Fun's- next week. We will be discussing the animated musical Rock and Rule from 1983. So make sure you try and get a hold of that one way or another to try to watch it this week so you can listen to us discuss it next week. I have a question. And uh, yeah. to watch this movie, do we have to, uh, when we watch it, do we have to rock out with our carks out? 
Oh, that's. I think it's in the uh, opening scroll that you have to do that. Yeah. Okay, so I got to make sure that the room probably heated then. Exactly. Okay. Absolutely right. Okay, because I'm so, gonna have to hang out with my wine out. <laughs> right. Right. Do you not normally watch movies that way? No, I I, I don't want I don't oh. want to be naked on my couch. Oh, have gotcha. Over, yeah, it makes sense. And then you got you know yeah. get from under and stuff, and I don't want. To do it. <laughs> Oh, God. But anyway, Rock and Rule is going to finish up our criminally underrated arc. And so where are we going to go from there? Hmm. Well, let's meet, let me tell you right now. So we've been talking about it behind the scenes, and uh, we decided on our next arc, which I'm really excited about. So from the criminally underrated arc, we are moving to the complete Saw series arc. So we'll be discussing one of the Saw films on each podcast from the very first one all the way into the eighth one, Saw, the final chapter, which... Obviously, is not the final chapter as we know now, mm-hmm. but it's a story for another day. So, so we are getting back to our horror roots in the next podcast arc, which I'm really, really happy about. So, I think by the time we finish this next arc, that we'll all yeah. be drinkers. <laughs> yes, I really do think so. <laughs> Absolutely, be right. I've already gotten warnings from both Ash and uh, Mark that it's like number two and three, and then after that, it's kind of all downhill. Is what their opinions are going to be. So we'll see how this one goes. Um, my opinions very similar. Of course, I've seen them all as well. I think all of us have seen all of them. So we'll all be doing revisits. But I am like, I'm just genuinely excited for this one because I've been wanting to revisit these films for, I don't even know, maybe the past year now. I've been wanting to do a Cinefession series review on it, a written one, but I've just not sat down and done it. So I'm excited that we're now dedicating the time to them. Um, not great films, but I mean, that torture porn genre was really in my wheelhouse, you know, and when they came out, I was in high school and I was seeing movies all the fucking time and this is what I like to watch. So I'm excited to revisit. Yeah, that's that's the thing. These films have awesome uh, like uh, mechanics. Let's say right. you know they have they have some cool death scenes. Yeah, but the stories are like. Oof. See, and that's what I'm excited most about is trying to tie the story from one all the way to the end. Because thinking about it now, I can't tell you the full like I can't give you the story. Yeah. But I want to follow it from the from the beginning to the end and kind of try to understand it, try to make sense of it, see if it works. Are you going to dedicate a wall not? to your basement with string and people's pictures? <laughs> <laughs> That's at, right to my left, right here. Oh, he's already he's already started it. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, any other thoughts on on anything before we sign off for the evening, gentlemen? Yeah, Cleveland is kicking the shit out of the Hawks. Holy crap! Cleveland in the Hawks. I'm confused. NBA. Uh, oh, okay. The, yeah, the, <laughs> that's the, why I'm confused. The I don't Cavs, watch it. The yeah. Cavs are up seventy-one to thirty-six. Holy shit! Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. That's a playoff game. Yeah. That's fascinating. I'm gonna watch the end of that and call it an evening. So, make sure you guys check out Cinefessions.com. A lot of Star Trek Essentials articles going up. Well, th- th- this this arc uh, will uh, terminate, I guess, next week. So far, it's been fun, and uh, I'm really looking forward to Saw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even better, after Saw, I'm not going to discuss what it is now, but we have a, a great idea for our following, for our post-Saw arc. The, the, the idea of watching online Saw films kind of make you want to sweat. <laughs> I'm sweating a bit. I don't know why. <laughs> what we uh, should do is uh, watch them all back to back to back and videotape it. <laughs> <laughs> as you can see it's going insane at different parts of the series you know? 
Right, right. Yeah, it's be cool. Oh man, it'll be fun. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to say, oh, Let's do it. It'll be, it'll be fun. It'll, it'll be luck. We're gonna have like 30 minute long episodes because we'll be like, yeah, that sucked, and we'll <laughs> move on. But that's all right. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Maybe we'll you know? get some. Spo- we'll get some sponsors. That'd be fun. Yeah. And if not, we'll create some. We'll make, we'll make some exactly. fake sponsors. Yeah, it's up to seventy four thirty six now. That's, wow. that's ridiculous for That is insane. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. All right. Well, I will let you guys go watch your sports. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. And we will catch you next time. Yeah.